Mr. Kompak. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. This is Tom Fox. Day 7, Compliance Program Evolution Around Incentives. In the metrics laid out by former attorney, Assistant Attorney General Leslie Caldwell, she spoke about the need for compliance program incentives. She posed it with the following question. Are there incentives to enforce compliance policies? She then added, of course, these can include both incentivizing good compliance and disciplining violations. If you fail to have these, she believes it sends the wrong message to employees, to the marketplace, and to the government about a company's commitment to compliance. I think most compliance practitioners understand the need to discipline employees who have violated the FCPA or otherwise engaged in bribery and corruption. However, many CCOs and compliance practitioners do not focus as much attention on compliance incentives. <clears throat> I have developed four, six core principles for incentives adapted from an article in the MIT Sloan Management Review entitled Combining Purpose with Profits. Number one, compliance incentives do not have to be elaborate or novel. The first point is that there are a limited number of compliance incentives that a company, company can meaningfully target. Evidence suggests that successful companies are the ones that are able to translate pedestrian-sounding compliance incentive goals into consistent and committed action. Number two, compliance incentives need support systems if they are to stick. People take cues from those around them but people are fickle and easily confused by other goals which can quickly drive out compliance incentives. This means you need to construct a support system to more fully operationalize the pro-compliance incentives at different levels and thereby make them stick. The specific support systems which support incentives, compliance incentives, can be created specifically to your company, but the key point is that they are delivered consistently because this 
is what signals that management is sincere and indeed an extension of the fair process doctrine if you would consider it in that light. Number three, support systems are needed to reinforce compliance incentives. It's a little bit uh, different than uh, point two. An, an important form of a support system for compliance incentives is to make sure they are visible. As stated in the 2012 FCPA guidance, beyond financial incentives, some companies have highlighted compliance within their organization by recognizing compliance professionals and internal audit staff. Others have made working in the company's compliance organization a way to advance an employee's career. Number four, compliance incentives need a counterweight to endure. Goal framing theory shows that it is easy for compliance incentives to be driven out by other goals. So, even with types of support system, it is quite common to see employees, excuse me, executives bowing to short-term financial pressures. That's a key factor in creating enduring compliance incentives is a counterweight. That is, any institutional mechanism that exists to enforce continued focus on a non-financial goal. This means that in a financial turndown, compliance incentives are not the first thing that gets thrown out the window. And if a regional manager misses his numbers for two quarters, he is not fired. The key is that the counterweight has real influence and it must hold a leader to account. Number five, compliance incentives align in an oblique, not linear way. If you're wanting your employees to align around compliance and incentives and fully operationalize this co component of your compliance program, your company needs to eschew narrow, linear thinking and instead provide more scope for them to choose their own pathway. This means emphasizing compliance, or rather operationalizing compliance, as part of your company DNA on a consistent basis. The intention being that it's encouraging individuals to do good, their collective effort leads seemingly to a side effect, which is better financial results. But at the end of the day, this is what you're looking for. The logic of compliance first, profitability second, needs to find its way deeply into the collective psyche of the company. And I suggest that this is a way that you can not only emphasize compliance, but also you show the return on investment of compliance. And when employees will buy into this, I think at that point you'll be able to fully determine or fully operationalize your compliance. And finally, last, compliance incentives can be implemented at all levels. Who at your company is responsible for pursuing compliance incentives? If you had a division or business unit, it is clearly your job to define what pro-social goals are and to put in place supporting structures and systems. But what if you were in a lower level of the corporate hierarchy? It's tempting to think this is someone else's problem, but in actuality, there is no reason why you cannot follow your own version of the same process. And indeed, by giving employees in the individual units the opportunity to make these changes, you more fully demonstrate your dedication to operationalizing your compliance. Now, obviously, this list is not... A exhaustive. Yet it is now important and more important than ever that you demonstrate tangible incentives to your employees to gain benefits, both financial and hierarchical, 
through doing business ethically and in compliance with your code of conduct. Moreover, in light of the evaluation of corporate compliance programs document issued by the Department of Justice in February, the operationalization of your compliance incentives is even more critical. It's also a requirement that such actions, actions must be documented so that they can be demonstrated to the DOJ if they come knocking and look to the metrics which Caldwell laid out for us so long ago. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, first of all, compliance incentives really don't have to be elaborate or novel. A uh, sales incentive program around uh, compliance-based can certainly have an effect. Two, whatever your program is, you're going to need to have a support system for them for those compliance incentives to stick. This will include beyond financial incentives, but also in case of an economic turndown. And finally, three, compliance incentives can be implemented at all levels. So why not, in addition to having compliance incentives for your senior management, challenge your frontline business uh, development folks to develop their own set of compliance incentives and that uh, work with HR to fully operationalize that at the lowest level, yet the frontline level of your company. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day seven, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day eight of one month to better compliance through HR. This is Tom Fox again, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program through the use of your HR function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox, that's tfox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.